Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Stages Podcast. Um, today, what I wanted to cover is just the um, the idea behind getting back in shape after you've kind of gone through surgery. So if we go back in time, um, before I was kind of experiencing the really bad pain and uh, before my two um, most recent surgeries um, to go in and, and remove the cancer from my liver and from my colon, um, I was getting up with um, a workout partner um, and Ben Chambers and I were going to the gym every morning um, super, super early, but we were getting in um, some cardio and we were also uh, lifting weights, so kind of weight resistance uh, training. But I think what I want to talk about is just kind of, you know, like shifting out of how I was lifting and working out to kind of now easing back into it um, here. And so I think one of the biggest things um, is, is that when you, when you have the surgery that I had, you are highly susceptible. One of the biggest, most common complications that can come with it is um, that you herniate something again. So because you have this huge incision, uh, one that was all the way from your chest all the way down, then another one that's across that, um, you know, where your ostomy and you had your uh, your colon that was coming through and you had your ostomy bag, and then I had that reversed. And so again, another surgery. And so that kind of weakens the stomach muscles and some of the muscles that are in that area. And um, it can push and put pressure on your organs, especially if you're really exerting a lot of energy. And so I have to um, go back to the gym in a way that makes um, sense, taking all that into account. So what I wanted to do is just talk a little bit about making some shifts um, in the way that we uh, work out when uh, we come out of surgery, because one of the most one of the most beneficial things to fighting cancer is cardio, um, but then also weight resistance training. It can just really make a world of difference. And so, I really want to encourage you: if you're a cancer fighter, you need to get to the gym. I mean, like when in a day and age where if you live in a decent city of population, you can go join Planet Fitness for like 15 bucks a month or less. Hey, I mean, how, you know, don't drink two Starbucks drinks and invest in your future and your health and, and get to the gym, right? We just don't really have an excuse. I mean, if you don't like, you know, the culture of the gyms and different things like that, then you can buy the cheapest, you know, bands and resistance and get a couple kettlebells and and some things and you can do that and certainly during covid ben and i that's what we did we we worked out in my garage and we were using resistance bands and some kettlebells and some weight dumbbells and a few things but we didn't have like some huge bench press machine and all this other stuff we didn't get too fancy but it's super important that you make it and that you're consistent with it so I would start with just this. I would suggest one that you get a person who is willing to work out with you on a consistent basis. And the person has to be as dedicated as as you are to this. And you really have to believe in it and dedicate yourself to it because you know, working out haphazardly or once in a while um well, that's made a lot of 
groups like Lifetime Fitness and, you know, back in the day, U.S. Swim and Fitness and Bally's and, and now you've got the villa, you've got all kinds of places. They make a lot of money off of the, those people who sign up for a membership with big aspirations and, um, <laughs> and then they don't um, keep up the habit, right? And so they're paying for a membership that they don't use. So don't be that guy. Don't be that person, right? Um, you need to be committed to it. It is the right thing to do. And, you know, I know that, you know, though there's a lot of us who are budget conscious. And so I am too. Um, I'm not rolling in cash money um, by any stretch. And so I do the whole kind of Planet Fitness cheapo <laughs> version, um, but it works, right? And, you know, if, you know, things change, maybe someday I'll graduate to the villa or something else. But like for right now, um, that's what our budget can afford. And so that's kind of where, where we are. So that said, um, get a partner, right? And get consistent. And I would say, try to be there Monday through Friday, if you can. I mean, if you can get, you know, I know some people are like, oh, if you can just make it two times and five. Hey, I'm always like, like it, try to do it five times a week. And if you, you know, and then if something comes up, you know, a day or something, you got an appointment, you got to go do something. That's all fine and dandy. But, you know, the important thing um, is that it's a lot easier to be committed to all those days than to only commit to two or three during the week. And then all of a sudden you have an appointment or something comes up or you just don't feel like it. Cause then you missed what, you know, 80, 80% of your workout that week. And it's just not going to be beneficial. So consistency and getting in, you know, four to five workouts a week is, is really um, a good goal. That said, you know, I think what I want to address in this podcast is, is really um, how do you go back to the gym after surgery? especially if you had to have a surgery similar to mine, where it's like right in the abdomen region, it's susceptible to hernias and different things like that. So let's talk about that. So before um, all the pain and all the surgeries, we were hitting the weights pretty hard. We were kind of, you know, like, you know, we're trying to do um, a back workout we're doing, we were doing a chest workout. We were doing, we were trying to hit legs, you know, on, you know, as much as we could, even though nobody likes leg day. Right. And then we were doing um, buys and tries on the same day. And so we were doing a lot of, um, you know, I, I grew up, you know, working out for football and working out in the gym and I've been kind of a gym rat my whole life. And so <clears throat> we can all debate on, Everybody's got their favorite workout and their favorite resistance training and weights and different things like that. But um, I was really just trying to, to lift to um, build some muscle, but really kind of maintain uh, the, the muscle that I had. Um, but I was, you know, really working on the strength aspect um, of that. And so we were kind of focused on strength. Coming out of this surgery, one of the things that I really wanted to do is start to kind of build towards endurance, right? Build towards uh, longevity. And so that can be a completely different workout. Now, let me say this. Um, just because you switch from low reps, high weight to let's say low weight, high reps, 
um, doesn't get you out of the bulk. <laughs> um, unfortunately, like when you when you lift a lot, you know, a lot of repetition, um, you can actually, you know, put on a lot of um, bulk, right? And so that's just uh, one of those things. So I guess I'm not trying to avoid that. I've always been a big guy, um, probably will be the rest of my life. Um, but I think um, for me, it was the practical aspect of what do I need the most right now? And then, you know, as I start to think about the future, it's not just recovering from surgery. It's kind of like, what should I be doing for the biggest benefit at the stage of life that I'm in and the fact that I have cancer and, you know, I have to take that into account. So the decision that we made was that we were going to um, go ahead and kind of do the high repetition, uh, lower weight. And so we'll approach it. We'll kind of split, split up the body groups and kind of isolate to those areas of the body. Um, so we'll do some, you know, a lot of push pull, um, cut combinations, um, for the back and the shoulders and then for tries and buys and for chest and for legs and different things. But our goal won't be, you know, like, you know, ego driven or, or <laughs> where we're, we're trying to slap on as much weight as possible. What we're really going to be worried about is can we hit that 10 to 15 reps or more. And sometimes like, I think really trying to push towards 20 reps, you know? And so, you know, and then, you know, what you do is, you know, I like, I like, if I'm going to do that type of workout, what I have found the most beneficial. And again, this is just me, my journey. Um, everybody's different. Everybody's body is different. But one of the things that's easiest for me, because for me to be motivated, I need to see progress, right? And so you're not going to always see progress in the mirror. Like, you're just not going to look at it and go, oh my gosh, like, look at, look at me. Um, you know, um, that's great if you're super skinny and any muscle that you do put on just shows up in definition and bulk and you're like, oh, wow, look at that. But I'm a big guy, right? And so like, I can hide a lot of um, strength and muscle um, in my physique and just not really see that much, um, difference. Right. And so I'm not worried about that. I'm 50 years old. Um, my wife loves me and I just want to be in the best shape of my life. And, you know, yeah, if I could work out and shed tons of weight and, and be, uh, ripped, that'd be great. But I'm, that's not my goal. My goal is this, I want to <clears throat> do at least 30 minutes of cardio and I really want to be winded um, during that cardio. I want it to be hard. I want to push myself. And so I can do that through, you know, distance and pace, right? Are the two things that you can really affect during cardio. I mean, if you're on a stair climber or something like that, you can, you know, you can push it a little bit more. You can change angles. And so, you know, I guess the only other thing that you could do is I can raise and lower a treadmill, right. And, and create an incline and, and, and get some resistance there, but there, you know, you're just kind of limited to those, you know, two or three things. My biggest goal is I want to be consistent about every, you know, every day, Monday through Friday and putting in a good 30 minutes of cardio and, and, and really having that stretch me that I feel winded, that I feel um, challenged. Um, to get through the 30 minutes. Okay. And so I don't want it to be easy. 
I don't want it to be routine. I just want, I want it to be difficult. So I can make it more difficult as I see as it becomes easier and I get in better shape. Um, then I can, you know, increase the pace and I can raise the incline and I can, you know, so in that sense, I'm, I'm creating more resistance and I am going faster, which is, you know, going to be more challenging. So 30 minutes of cardio. And then, like I said, we'll break up um, the week workouts into kind of focusing on some specific areas of, of the body and muscle groups. And, you know, we'll be doing um, lower weight, high rep, right? And so, like I said, that 10 to 15 um, reps, probably trying to push to, to 20. But here's what I wanted to say. I have found that the easiest way to track progress is to, to push towards failure. And so one of the things that um, has really been um, significantly helpful to me um, has been, you know, building up to failure um, because it, all of us are just different, right? So Ben Chambers, who I lift weights with, he's got a different body than I do, right? His body's unique to him. My body's unique to me. And so if you just get rigid about, oh, let's do a rep and we're just going to do 15 or we're just going to do 10. The problem is, is that, you know, 10 may be challenging for Ben and it's not challenging for me or vice versa. Right. And, and so when you push to failure, it is really, to me, what I found to be the only measurable, um, the, the only measurable thing, right? So when I, and what I mean by failure is if you were, let's say, um, doing preacher curls and you're doing, you know, lower weight. So you're doing it, you could be doing it on a machine. You could be using free weights. That's up to you. And um, you're, you're, you know, in the midst of a lift and you're doing reps what you want to do is do those reps until you just can't move the uh, weight in a positive motion, right? So you're, you're trying, but it's, you know, you're kind of stuck. I can't, you know, my, my, my bicep at that point is just completely taxed. My biceps are just, I can't move it. And then what I try to do is then probably get a spot from Ben. And what we do is for what we would call forced reps, and four straps are just, you're getting a spot and an aid and, a, you know, some help and you're doing a few more reps, right? And so how you gauge that is if you got 20 and it's easy and you could have gotten more, you need to kind of increase the weight a little bit um, so that that resistance is harder to achieve. Um, and so that's kind of where you can measure, you know, growth and change is that, you know, I started out and I could only do 10 of these. And then I did three or four forced reps, but at the most I was doing 14, but I had, I had to have Ben help, help me. But then after a month, maybe I'm doing 15 and um, I'm getting, and then, and only then do I need Ben to get me an extra four, right? So I'm right on that border of, I could almost get 20. I'm sitting in that 19 mark. Because that is really motivating to me um, when I can see progress. And so that's the biggest goal is that we, we lift in that, in that sense with um, just some goals in mind, but, but, but it's really hard to personalize it to my body and then personalize it to Ben's body 
as it would be to yours because you you're different than I am. And so because we're all diverse, working towards failure is great because Ben, that might be in the beginning, maybe he can wrap out, you know, 15 and I can only get 10. Um, but then we're doing failure. So then he's still challenging himself and he knows that he's growing. And the next week, you know, he's going to try to get 16 or 17 on his own. And then we'll do some forced reps. And so that's been something that's been successful for me in the past. And it keeps me motivated because I can track progress, right? I can I can see um, that I'm increasing in, in, in strength. And really what we're increasing in is endurance, right? Like um, the fact that I can do more reps at that weight and it, and it, and I can get more reps in before I need Ben's help um, for those force reps is, um, is growth. Right. And so, you know, we can do more reps, but then when we kind of hit that 20 mark and 20 becomes easy, um, where, where I can do 20, then I let's pull the pin, you know, if we're on a machine and let's increase by a plate and let's start over. And maybe I can only get you know, 10. And then I'm building up and then I do the same thing until I can get 20 and 20 is fairly easy and consistent for me. Um, Before I need any help from Ben, then I increase the weight again. And so the only way that I'm increasing um, the weight is I'm using that kind of 20 as a benchmark to if that comes easy and consistently, not like the first time I got 20. Okay, now we're going to move up the weight. It's it's like, hey, for three weeks in a row, I've been able to get 20 before I need Ben's help or even more than 20. And so once I can consistently achieve that, then um, then we can move on and move the weight up. And so that's kind of what we're going to approach, kind of this one-two um, approach where we're focusing on body parts, we're focusing on um, high reps, low weight, and then we're, um, you know, in addition to that, we're working towards failure. And so we've got the cardio, we've got the targeted uh, resistance training, and we're pushing that kind of working towards failure to do those reps. And so that's something that that you are going to be less likely for me to kind of herniate or strain um, because I'm going to have to take it easy and really be careful on those force reps. I'm going to really have to let Ben help me um, substantially on those until I feel like I, um, am beyond recovery. Right. You know, so as I ease back in, I probably won't push myself as hard in those forced reps as I will later. Um, because I've still got to build that strength up and I've got to, um, make sure that I'm healed up. And if my surgeon gives me thumbs up, everything looks good you know, then I'll start to, you know, challenge and I may have to, you know, um, push myself extra hard at that, at that point. But right now I just want to develop consistency and do this on a regular basis. And so I'm excited. I'm really excited to get back into, um, the gym. And, um, I mean, if you've got any questions, um, of me, like then send me, uh, email, hit me on DM on Facebook or, you can hit me on the stages page on Facebook, or you can hit me at Pete Heiniger and look me up. The big, you can't, this is the guy that has a big beard. <laughs> kind of hard to get me wrong. <clears throat> but yeah, let's, um, let's be real honest with, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to 
you know, a spouse, um, some, some, some exercise program or be some, you know, super trainer or anything like that. That's not my goal. But I did think it was important to kind of talk about one, the positive aspects. You always want to get back to where you were prior to surgery. You always want to get like, okay, if I can just get back to there and then I want to build on that. And if I can build on that and I can build on consistency, then that is a huge investment in um, my future, right? I'm doing as much as I can to stay at, at the best health that I can, okay? Diet goes with that. My diet is, is, is kind of controlled in that, you know, with the type of cancer that I have, I have to kind of really at times watch um, what I eat. I'm not perfect um, at that. And I don't think anybody is. Um, I think, you know, you got to give yourself some grace. But um, I have to just kind of watch um, everything because I have different ch- physical challenges um, with colon cancer than the average person. So I've got to kind of, I have some of my diet very much dictated to me, especially water intake. You know, I'm probably like two to three times more water than um, the average person who does do a good job at drinking water. Um, so just know that. So diet's important. And um, water is important as part of that. But um, getting in resistance training and cardio is super important too. And um, you'll hear it from your nurses to your doctors to your oncologists will be super happy and you'll put a smile on their face when they hear that you're in the gym and you're working out and you're staying, you're moving. And one of the worst things that we can do uh, when we fight cancer is to just let it get so, you know, take us so out of everything that we just kind of retreat to the house. And because fatigue will just continue to grow, right? I'm going to tell you right now, when I was getting up every morning and working out with Ben, there were a ton of mornings where I was exhausted. I was fatigued. I was, and it wasn't just you know, like, oh, I don't want to get up in the morning, you know, kind of thing that you'd have before cancer. This was, I feel bad because I just went through chemo. You know, I was working out while on chemo. So I had, you know, a bag with a pump on and I was at the gym and Ben would hold the bag while I had my pump in there while I was working out. And that wasn't easy. That's super, you know, you feel sick, you feel nauseous, Um, And you feel fatigued, but I'm telling you, I felt so much better um, when I, when I pushed myself and did that. And here's something that I'll tell you. Um, I constantly run into people who learn about my story and somebody told them about stages or somebody told them about my, my fight against cancer and uh, they'll meet me for the first time. And it's be a physical meeting. I just, I just recently met um, in a video conference, the first time we'd, we'd actually talk face-to-face, kind of, not really in person, but on video, um, with the CEO of the company I work for. And um, he was taken back by, wow, you've got great color, you look good, um, not what I thought you would look like, because he's been praying for me uh, for the last two months, and uh, knew that I had surgeries, and knew that I was in recovery, and knew that I had been sick, and I needed rest and different things like that. So he had in his mind, um, a complete, you know, like somebody who maybe didn't have any hair, probably didn't have a beard, 
um, had lost those things through, through therapy and uh, might look weak and pale and all those things. And um, that's not the case. And that hasn't been the case. And I want to say, like, I attribute that really um, significantly to that regimen and partnering with Ben, because that's the biggest thing that I want you to take from this. Like, there are a lot of important parts of this, you know, consistency, being fully committed, trying to get four to five workouts um, per week in and be really committed and consistent to that. But it all starts with having a partner. To me, um, our humanity can kick in and we can just make excuses and just, and if you are fighting cancer and you are in treatment and you feel exhausted, you will make excuses when there's, when nobody else, like, no, who's going to know? Like nobody's keeping track of how many times you're at the gym. When you have a partner, your partner knows, right? You got to call and you got to cancel. And I did that at times, you know, so I was safe. I wasn't ridiculous when, when I felt out of it or I just couldn't do it, or I had some appointment or, or something, you know, I would call Ben and say, Hey, listen, I just can't, I can't do it. I'm, I'm, I'm just not feeling it. And so I would, you know, you can be smart that way, but you also have built in accountability, right? Ben's going to text me the next day. Hey, are we going right? Hey, are we going tomorrow? Are we going to, you know, and so there's, there's that um, aspect of accountability. And because of my friendship with Ben, like, I don't want to, you know, crap out of the, the workout. Like I, I, I really, um, it means a lot to me that he's willing to sacrifice his time and his morning um, to, to pick me up, to bring me there, to work out with me, sometimes to hold my chemo pump when I'm going through stuff. So I just want to say, like, get yourself a committed friend who is a partner who can work out with you. Get yourself a workout partner so that you can um, be successful in the long term. You won't you won't regret it. All right. So let's just close with that. Be consistent. Get in there. Get to the gym. Blend cardio with some sort of resistance training if you can. Again, I'm not going to pretend to be a guru or advocate, you know, some um, philosophy. Um, I'm just going to tell you what I'm doing. Um, a lot of that is dictated because of my age and my struggle against cancer and uh, recovery from surgery. And so that's that's kind of what we're doing. All right. Hey, I love all of you. And um, I am super happy and pumped and stoked. So I hope that comes out um, that I am so excited to be able to get back to the gym. This is something that I've missed. Um, it definitely, I, you know, had no control over it. I was given strict orders. Do not lift weights. Do not push yourself um, with cardio because um, you need to recover. But now that I'm, I'm kind of on that road to recovery and whatnot, I can kind of ease back in. And, um, and then when I start feeling strong, then we can, we can, you know, push it a little bit more, but I'm excited to get back and to, and to, to really, um, see the benefits because, um, I do feel like I'm more exhausted and more tired and, and less the person I want to be, um, because I haven't been able to work out. So I'm excited about all that. So, Hey, love you guys. You guys have a great, great week, and uh, we'll see you uh, for the next episode of Stages Podcast.